Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am so excited that you are part of this worship journey with us. I'm excited that you decided to spend some time as we explore and learn more about worship. So we're going to talk about, for this episode, the personal and corporate worship philosophy vision. Have we considered what it takes for us to establish for our worship team, worship ministry, though even the worship gathering, the importance of having a personal and corporate worship philosophy or vision for the people that we are serving with? Proverbs 29, 18, the Amplified Bible says to us, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. Be happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. So we need to establish, it is important to have for the people that we are serving with a philosophy or vision for our team. And often we don't take the time to have that for the people. So we're going to talk about that, not just necessarily for the people that we're serving with, but also for ourselves. If we don't have a philosophy or vision, where are we going? Where are we taking people? What is it that we're reaching for? What is it that we see? What is it that we're establishing? So let's talk about that. It is very important to establish and share a vision or philosophy plan for the ministry. As a worshiper and a worship leader, I understand how important it is and how it is necessary to have this to be an effective and comprehensive leader. It is my desire that as I lead people that I am attentive to the needs of the people that I am leading and the team. As a team, we have to remember that our servanthood is to aid the people we lead and to honor God whom we serve. It is always to remember that first and foremost, we are worshipers. Our role as a worship leader, worship facilitator, worship minister is secondary. First and foremost, We are worshipers. When we keep this in the forefront of our mind and our heart, we can be assured that what we are doing is beneficial for the team and congregation. We should continue to work to develop our craft, our ministry as singers. We should recognize that worship is far more than song leading. It is important and essential to study the word and effectively and actively use it as a tool for worship. The word is what sustains people. I often tell teens when I'm training that songs change. We have the top 20, top 40, top 50. They rotate, they flip, they're in and out. But the word of God is what's going to keep people. So the song is an avenue, is a bridge to connect the word, which is the book ends. We should open with the word. We should close with the word. Songs fall in the middle, keep it like a sandwich fold. And as the ones that are doing it, that are leading, it is important, valuable, necessary, essential to study the word, 
and use it for worship. How do we do that? We have to go to Bible study. We have to be part of Sunday ministry, Sunday school. Uh, We have to have personal devotion. We have to spend time in prayer. We have to be fasting to hear from God. We have to do these things that we are speaking and encouraging others to do. We as worshipers ourselves first and worship leaders secondary have to do this. As servants, we have to study the word to guarantee that we are utilizing it properly when leading the people. We want to make sure that we're meeting the needs and the hearts of the people. Simply put, when we are providing them the word of God, we are providing them a way to guide and direct their hearts. How do we do this? 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us, study and do your best to present yourself to God approved. A workman tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Can't do it if you don't study it. Can't do it if you don't know it. Can't do it if it's not a part of your heart and spirit. Can't do it if you're not living it every day. Can't do it if it's not coming out of your mouth. Can't do it if it's not anchored in your heart. The only way to do it is that it is a part of who you are. And doing it helps you establish the philosophy and the vision for where we're going. What are we doing? Or are we just getting up every Sunday and just doing routine things? And because we're setting a vision or philosophy for the team and the people that we're leading, it requires us to have an action plan. All of these things that are unfolding that we're sharing and and talking about in this podcast, we do it in corporate America all the time. We do it at our workplace. We go to the workplace knowing the vision. We go to the workplace knowing the expectation. We go to the workplace to fulfill whatever it is that we're doing or setting our mind. And in the workplace, we also have action plans. Then tell me why. Tell me why in ministries, we don't seem to think that those things are of the most important in what we do. Why is it in ministry, we think we can just get up and be free hearted, free will, free spoken, and just come off the cuff and not provide things that is going to help people that will maintain and sustain them in times when they need it most. Sure, songs are important. I'm not negating the songs. But if we can't connect the song to the word of God, what is the value of the song? We need to be able to bridge the two together. So we have to have an action plan. And having the action plan, we have to also implement it. But we have to also remember that sometimes during the course of the action plans, we have to make mid-course corrections to make certain that we're hearing what God desires for us to do individually and corporately. So we can't be so rigid and locked into our action plan that it becomes our plan and not God's plan. It's God's plan first and foremost and always. And we just submit and surrender to it. So what are some of the necessary things that we need? Prayer. Prayer goes without saying. We have to have people who speak direction for the ministry 
and give them direction to seek God for themselves. We have to have the need to revamp our services to meet the needs of the people that we serve. There should be prayer happening all the times at all different levels of ministry. Everyone should be able to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. There is no formula for it. It is your prayer. You're speaking unto God. First Thessalonians 5, 15, 17 says, See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. Praying happens at all levels. If we took as much time praying as we talk about, as we interact, Mm. as we laugh at, our fellow brothers and sisters, what a change would happen in our ministry and in our worship gatherings with each other. Another thing we need to consider is the worship service. We need to consider if we need to adjust the service to provide a holistic approach to all the people in the congregation. We need to make sure that what we're providing happens in multiple languages that we provide a diverse worship service. Are we giving songs? Are we singing songs, reading scriptures, having readings in multiple languages in our bulletins? Are we incorporating a sign language in our worship service? Are we celebrating multicultural activities and events? Is our worship team, choirs, and music departments diverse enough? Are we given multiple genre styles of music to engage all people? Are we providing a service inclusive for people to worship or are we just leading the best way we know how and just giving commands and and cues that we think meet the needs of the people? In order to do some of these things effectively, in order to make a change, in order to make a difference, everyone has to be on the same task, the same vision, the same focus. So because of that, just as we do in our regular lives, just as we do in our corporate world, we should meet with each other to establish clarity on the vision, the mission, provide long and short-term goals. You know, Hosea 4, 6 says, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge of the law where I reveal my will because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you from being my priests. Since you have forgotten the law of God, I will also forget your children. We have to have clarity. We have to have knowledge. We have to have an understanding. We can't go into it blindly. We can't go into it haphazard. We can't go into it just thinking that we can come off the cuff with what it is that God wants. We have to get deep and saturated into the word of God. We have to be so penetrated and concentrated on our prayer lives. We have to be so motivated with what we speak out of our mouths that we are encouraging someone else's heart, that we are speaking what God has for us to tell his people. And how do we do this if we don't have the vision, if we don't have our 
personal philosophy to know where we're going, what it is that we're doing. We need to evaluate the effectiveness of what we're doing to make sure that everyone is on the same page from the top down and as necessary, make the adjustments to meet the needs. So we should be establishing goals. We should be setting timelines. We need to be identifying where we were at this point or where are we now? What is it we need to do to grow? What is it that we need to do better? Where do we need to make a change? Are we really meeting the needs of the people? Are we giving them what we think they need or what's best for them or what's best for me in the middle of my crisis? Then they just have to flow where I where I am because this is where I am. We're here to serve. We are called to serve. And in order to serve effectively, you have to meet the need. So what are some goals? Plan and schedule trainings for leaders and teams. Focus on being sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. Develop a church repertoire of music that will meet the needs of multiple people. You know, everybody doesn't like the full gospel songs going all the time. Some people enjoy the CCM. Some people enjoy hymns. Some people enjoy acapella songs. We have to be diversified in what we're doing. Utilize songs written by team members. Arts. Worship is bigger than a song. We got dance, spoken words, sign language, scripture interpretation, scripture drama, creative arts. Utilize those things in our team. Access and continually visit the vision and mission philosophy to ensure that we are aligned properly. In closing... As we continue to revamp, revisit, and rejoice during our process, I want to encourage all of us to continue to pray and seek God for the direction of our ministries. The gifts and talents that we use are only a a small part of what it is that we're called to do in ministry. And we have to remember that I alone am not the team. So as we continue to go forward, Ask yourself, am I being used by God to provide insight and guidance and direction? Am I utilizing the expertise he has imparted into me, the knowledge and the wisdom that he has given me to guide his people? Am I guiding his people where he desires for them to go or am I guiding them where I think it's best? Am I operating in the blind or am I operating in the knowledge that God has given me? Sometimes, most of the times, we have to self-assess where we are in order to better serve. We can't serve as worshipers off the cuff. We can't serve as worshipers doing whatever it is we desire to do that we think we're big and bad enough and can get away with to do. We have to be willing as worshipers, as worship leaders and team members to be effective in what it is that God has called us to do and do it well beyond Sunday because people see us Monday through Saturday as well. So thank you so much for being a part and listening to the Worshippers Heart podcast. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a Worshippers Heart. This is the day that the Lord has made. 
Lord, help us to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, God, that you remind us of the privileges we enjoy as your people to come to you in these moments, to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness and to give it, to pray, to sing, to speak, to dance, and to listen, and to renew our fainting spirits and to rest in all your promises. So, Lord, open our eyes to see you. Open our hearts to hear your word. And we thank you, God, for your gift of the Holy Spirit that helps us to celebrate our faith. And we pray, God, that everyone everywhere may be filled with your spirit and that we may clearly reflect the glory of Christ in all that we say and do. And we pray that everyone everywhere will know who you are and will be drawn closer to you to bring you glory, honor, and praise. So we magnify the Lord and we gather all the time to praise you. We give thanks to you with our whole heart. We tell of all your wondrous deed. We are glad we will sing, we will shout, we will lift up holy hands and have pure hearts, declaring you as our King of glory, declaring you as our sovereign one, declaring you as Jehovah, Declaring you as the one who continues to bring us, God, through every trial and tribulation. Declaring you as the one who stands with us. Declaring you as the one who is always with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. Thanking your son for dying on the cross for our sins. Thanking you, God, for watching over us, keeping us safe from danger seen and unseen. Thanking you for being almighty. Thanking you for being holy. For being our Redeemer and our Lord and our Savior for being our resurrected king. We honor you and we love you and we praise you always mm. and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshipper's Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com and we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshipper's heart. <laughs>